You're listening to the Abiding Word Podcast, and I'm Pastor Sam Johnson from Abiding Word Lutheran Church in Bowling Green, Ohio. We're a confessional Lutheran church, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Join us every week and learn about the mysteries of God as revealed to us in His Holy Word, the Bible. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is written in John chapter 9 with selected verses starting with verse 1. As Jesus was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that God's works might be revealed in connection with him. I must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, Jesus spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and spread the mud on the man's eyes. Go, Jesus told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. They brought this man who had been blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees also asked him how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man told them. I washed, and now I see. Then some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others were saying, How can a sinful man work such miraculous signs? There was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you say about him, because he opened your eyes? The man replied, He is a prophet. They answered him, You were entirely born in sinfulness, yet you presume to teach us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. When he found him, he asked, Do you believe in the Son of God? Who is he, sir? The man replied, that I may believe in him. Jesus answered, You have seen him, and he is the very one who is speaking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he knelt down and worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, in order that those who do not see will see, and those who do see will become blind. And we pray. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. One day, I got home after shopping, and I realized that the cashier didn't charge me for one of my purchases. And so I brought my item back to the store so I could pay for it. When the lady in customer service looked at my receipt and helped me pay for the item, she told me that I would be rewarded. 
She didn't know how or why, but somehow and in some way, I would be rewarded. This philosophy that many people believe is called karma. Karma explains that if you do good things in life, if you help your neighbors and work hard, if you make a difference in your community, then you will receive back good things. But if you live a life that isn't the best, maybe you get in trouble with the law, or maybe you just sin just a little bit too much, then you will receive bad things. Maybe you will get really sick and end up in the hospital. Maybe you won't have many friends. Or maybe you will even give birth to a child with some sort of disability. The concept of karma tries to make sense of suffering. It's a legalistic approach. It puts the focus upon you and what you do. Your deeds are viewed almost as a transaction. If you have a difficult life, then it's your fault. Or else maybe your parents' fault. Today, Jesus wants you to know that there's a different way to understand suffering. Through faith in him, we understand that suffering is not always a punishment. Instead, our weakness is really an opportunity for God's works to become apparent. Only those who truly see this have faith. In our sermon text, Jesus healed a man who had been blind from birth. This man, who can now see, was brought to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were very interested in how Jesus healed this man. And so they probed the man with a question. They wondered, how could he now see? He replied that Jesus put mud on my eyes. I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees saw this as proof that Jesus is not true God. You see, the Pharisees were very legalistic. They believed that you can earn heaven with good works. They were proud and considered themselves better than others. They had even added extra rules to what you can and cannot do on the Sabbath. Sabbath means to rest. There was nothing sinful with healing a man on the Sabbath. But the Pharisees wanted to prove that they were holier than others. They had twisted God's commandments in the Bible out of proportion. And so, instead of rejoicing in Jesus' amazing miracle, many of the Pharisees were only interested that their rules were being followed. They thought that with all their learning, they had spiritual clarity. The Pharisees had put themselves in place of God. They judged other people and looked down upon them. They even judged Jesus. But those who think that they can see clearly on their own in spiritual matters really can't. Their pride blinded them. They really just followed a bunch of silly, made-up rules. The Pharisees were in spiritual darkness. They failed to recognize God's work in healing the man. 
They failed to see that Jesus is the promised Messiah, who came not only to heal our bodies, but also our souls. And so, they threw the man out, and they blamed his blindness upon being born in sinfulness. At times, we also fall prey to thinking legalistically, like the Pharisees. It's tempting at times to think that a misfortune fell upon someone because they did something wrong, especially when that someone is a person we don't like. Even the disciples fell for this. When a person is suffering, we can find ourselves saying, they must have done something to deserve it. And maybe at times, we even find a little joy in their suffering. This comes from a heart of pride. This is sin. And when we're the person who's suffering, it can be tempting to think that we must have done something to deserve it. It's easy to think, something in my life must deserve punishment. In conversations with others, we might say offhandedly, I don't know what I did to deserve this. We can be so focused on what we should or should not do that we lose sight of God's work among us. And so, repent of playing God. Acknowledge that you don't have any sight. After all, God says, my plans are not your plans, and your ways are not my ways. He also says, just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my plans are higher than your plans. Remember Job in the Bible. He suffered greatly, and yet God makes it clear that he did not suffer because of his past sins. Afflictions in life are not always punishments. And so, as sinners, we can't make sense of life, life's difficulties on our own. We are spiritually blind. Lay aside your pride. Spiritual arrogance only leads to one place, which is hell. And so, before it's too late and the night comes, turn to Jesus. He is the light of the world. He is the one who heals. He is the one who gives sight. In his divine knowledge, God allowed the man to be blind from birth. God did this so that he could reveal his works through him. He did this in such an unexpected way. Jesus spat on the ground and made mud. With a paste of mud and saliva, Jesus covered the man's eyes. He then told the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam. The man came back seeing. Only God can do that. The miracle was so incredible that even some of the Pharisees asked how a sinful man could do such a thing. You see, Jesus came to save the blind. He came to let his work shine through the weak, the outcast, and the poor in spirit. His miracles reveal that he is the Savior. He didn't come just to heal our bodies, but also our souls. 
and he also brought healing to our souls in a very unexpected way. At one time, Jesus even told his disciples that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the experts in the law, be killed, and after three days rise again. There's no apparent glory in the cross, and as the sinless Son of God, Jesus definitely didn't deserve to suffer. And yet he hung there with his arms outstretched for you and me. Instead of making you suffer for your sins, God the Father had Jesus take your place. Jesus humbled himself for you. He died for your prideful thoughts. He died for every time you have sinfully judged someone else. He died for every time that you think that you are spiritually superior to others. And just as Jesus rose again, all believers will also receive a restored body and live in heaven. In his suffering and death, Jesus has not only forgiven your sins, but has also healed your body. Your old, frail body will be young again. Those who struggle to see will have perfect eyesight. Those who have health difficulties will have a perfect body without any pain. And the bodies that lay in the grave will have life again. All of the blessings that Jesus won upon the cross are yours by faith. After the Pharisees threw the man out, Jesus searched out for him and found him. Jesus asked the man who had been blind, Do you believe in the Son of God? Who is he, sir? The man replied, that I may believe in him. Jesus answered, You have seen him, and he is the very one who is speaking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he knelt down and worshipped him. In a loving and compassionate way, Jesus acknowledged the man's faith and comforted him. Today, Jesus still speaks to those who are weak. He seeks out the blind and the outcast. Through God's word, the Holy Spirit reveals that by nature, we are all spiritually blind. He works repentance in people's dark, sinful hearts. And then, with the news of the gospel, the Holy Spirit creates faith. God wants you to see the pronounced difference between the man who is blind and the Pharisees. The Pharisees thought that they had spiritual sight, but they really couldn't see at all. They were blinded by pride. But the man who was blind had faith. Those who recognize that they are spiritually blind and despair of their sins receive everything. They receive the forgiveness of sins and spiritual understanding through God's word of truth. And they even receive a perfect body in heaven. Jesus works through humble means. He used mud and saliva to bring sight to a blind man. And today he uses his word, water, bread, and wine to bring spiritual sight to us. When you were washed in the waters of holy baptism, 
you received spiritual sight. The dirt and filth of sin clouding your vision was washed away. You now have faith in Jesus. Here, Jesus is present. He is shining into your soul with the rays of the gospel. He grants true sight to your soul. And you also have faith that recognizes Jesus' true body and blood in the Lord's Supper. He brings you forgiveness of sins and illuminates your soul. Through the means of grace, Jesus is still performing his works today. Even right now, he gives true spiritual sight. There's something going on much deeper than the healing of physical sight in our sermon text. Jesus is teaching us that his works shine out during our struggles in life. He is challenging our perception of how we see our difficulties and struggles. With eyes of faith, you now understand a hidden purpose in suffering. Right now, you might be in pain. You may wish that life was easier. But in faith, we can listen to Jesus' words. My grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. And so weakness is really an opportunity for God's display of power. In fact, he works through weakness. Only eyes of faith can see this. God strips us of our pride when we are weak and causes us to rely on him for strength. For example, Jesus shines through us every Sunday when we admit that we are sinners in need of forgiveness. He also shines through our life when we struggle and trust that he works all things for the good of those who love him. Our problems and our struggles bring us closer to Jesus. The harder life is, the more Jesus shines. The more vulnerable and weak we are, the more Christ carries us and strengthens us. He seeks you out through his word, and he says, Do not be afraid. I am with you. I will get you through anything you face in life. If you are in the hospital, I am there with you. If you are depressed, I will never leave you. If you are in a difficult relationship, I am your friend who will never leave your side. When we face difficult things in life, people can tell that something's different. They can tell that we have faith in Jesus. They can tell that we have a comfort that the world just doesn't have. And one day, on your deathbed, your apparent weakness is really God's victory. Death is now just asleep. What looks like defeat really marks our soul's entry into heaven. Eyes of faith not only change how we see suffering, but even death. God truly works through all of our weaknesses for good. There's no such thing as karma. The point is that those who think that they can see are blinded by their pride. And so only those who acknowledge that they can't see anything receive sight. They understand a hidden purpose in suffering. The Pharisees were so focused on their own legalistic laws 
that they failed to see the point of the miracle. Jesus is true God. He is our divine healer who works through weakness. In the apparent weakness upon the cross, Jesus forgave your sins. And by the work of the Holy Spirit, those who acknowledge that they can't see anything receive sight. That's why Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world in order that those who do not see will see, and those who do see will become blind. Our God is gracious. He works out everything for our best, even and especially in our weaknesses and suffering. Only those who truly see this have faith. So don't be proud and reject Jesus. Don't despise his word like the Pharisees. Instead, acknowledge your sins and your spiritual blindness. Trust in God's plan. Look to Jesus, who heals your soul. In faith, you can join with the Apostle Paul and say, For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Amen.